Hello and welcome to the Chime 30th Anniversary Podcast, where we are celebrating three decades of dedication to digital health leadership. I'm Russ Branzell, your host for this podcast and the president and CEO of Chime. Each week until the fall forum, we're spending time with a digital health leader who's made a significant impact on Chime and our industry. Today, we welcome the board chair from 1994, Bill Reed. Bill is currently the executive vice president and partner at Hunsinger Management Group. But within his 40 years of expertise and experience in healthcare, here's just a few of the highlights. He serves as the CIO of Geisinger Health System, Quantum Health Resources, and Gentiva Health Services. He was the president and CEO of All One Health Group and the executive vice president and COO of Blue Cross Northeastern Pennsylvania. He is a Chime Fellow. He was not only our 1994 board chair, he was also our 1995 CIO of the year and a founding member of Chime and Chime Chime board member. He continues to serve our industry as a pioneer, a trailblazer, an advisor, and to me and so many others, mentor and friend. Bill, welcome to the program. Russ, thanks so much for that very gracious introduction. It's really a pleasure and honor to participate in celebrating Chime's 30th anniversary and be part of these podcasts. Well, Bill, as I I mentioned in your introduction, there's not many more other than you. You're in a rare group of, of our legacy of Chime that really helped us get this started three decades ago, but everybody kind of comes to Chime in a different way. They have a different story, why it's important to them. I'd love to hear a little bit about your, your journey and, and kind of how you got involved in Chime, what it meant to you. Sure, Russ. Um, let me go back a little bit because I think my journey maybe is a little different than some folks. Uh, when I was in college, uh, my parents got ill and I had to drop out of Syracuse and um, moved back to to the Philadelphia area and and find a school there. Unfortunately, the schools had already started their spring semesters and I was smart enough to realize that if I sat out a semester and just worked, uh, I might not ever go back. So I went to a community college and they said, sure, we'll let you in, uh, but classes have already started and, and most courses are full but we have this new curriculum called data processing that has some vacancies. So if you wanna take those courses, you can use those as electives. And that's what I did and and that's how I got into IT. How I got into healthcare IT was, I was somewhat of a database specialist back in my early career. Thomas Jefferson Hospital was embarking on developing a new patient scheduling system and looking for a DBA to help with that project. Took that position, and as they say, the rest is history. I've been in healthcare IT in one form or another ever since. As for Chime, there were several of us in CIO roles that felt there was a void in supporting CIO development and advancement. Existing membership associations and conferences just were not meeting the CIO's needs. There was a true absence of an ongoing venue for CIOs to share information capable of advancing us as individuals, as well as healthcare information technology in general. To be honest, Russ, I don't recall who I received the first Mm -hmm. call from, but my first memory of discussing Chime was in a small meeting room at the O'Hara Airport. 
I'm not sure all those who were present, but I know some were Rich Carell, John Glasser, and Rich Rydell. We collectively uh, believed that there, that void existed and felt compelled to identify a solution. We actually defined the proposed solution and construct fairly rapidly, but then struggled with what to call it, ending up with the College of Healthcare Information Management Executives. While defining the constructs of time were relatively simple, uh, as they say, the, the devil's in details. What positions constitute a CIO? Because they were all called different things at that time. Can multi-entity healthcare organizations have multiple CHIME members? Should we consider other related positions like CMIOs? Should we consider a second tier membership for direct reports of CIOs? What benefits should we provide to the members? How can we maintain a financial viability for CHIME? How much should we charge members? And how should CHIME integrate with other existing organizations such as HIMS, HEMA, HFMA, et cetera? Those were all non-trivial questions that we had to answer over time. We didn't solve them all that day, but it was the start. Well, it's interesting, Bill. We still haven't solved all those today yet, now 30 years later, because those questions come up almost every year. But uh, what an amazing uh, foundation you set for us, really over 30 years ago now, as you think back of this. But, you know, there's only been 30, actually less than 30, because a couple have served multiple terms, uh, that have served as chair. And you were the chair back in 1994, a couple of years after we got started at Chime. And really have always been a great servant of Chime, but I'd love to hear maybe one of your fondest memories. It could be personal, it could be professional, it could be a tough situation. It could be something, you know, kind of that, that really just kind of sparks your memories of, of the times you got to serve. Sure, uh, Russ. You know, as I think back and reflect on that, I'm, I'm not sure it was the year uh, I was the Chime chair. It definitely uh, was a year that I was on the Chime board because there was a lot of Chime activities going on. Uh, we were in San Diego for the Chime Hymns Conference, and I was fortunate to have a, a wonderful hotel accommodation. We were just finishing a Chime dinner cruise, and the question came up from folks that were standing around chatting, what are we going to do tomorrow night? And Ward Kiever, who was then the CIO of Christiana Care, said as a joke, uh, well, we're going to have a party in Bill's suite. Well, that sort of took on a life of its own over the next day. And people I was bumping into in the halls were saying, hey, thanks so much. Looking forward to, to seeing you tonight in the suite, et cetera, et cetera. Got to the point where I said to, to my wife, I said, we better get some food and, and beverages because I think some people are going to show up. <laughs> well, about 40 people showed up that night, probably a little over 40 people uh, for this uh, impromptu joke uh, gathering. Um, there actually was a piano in the suite and Wei T. Chang, who was CIO of Memorial Sloan Kettering, went out, I don't know where he found them, but he, he uh, engaged a, a piano player to come in and provide entertainment for the evening. So it ended up totally unplanned, but a wonderful gathering of colleagues and friends. And that, that's probably the fondest memory I have from China. Well, you know, now 28 years later, that tradition still carries on because there is not only a chairman's reception, there is a CEO reception. I think it all started with you, Bill. 
Uh, so we have thank you and the big bar tabs will blame you a little bit too, but it's all in, in, in truly in partnership and relationships. But again, 28 years ago, uh, 1994, uh, you were obviously in a significant leadership role uh, in the early days of the CIO role. There weren't a lot in the country at that time. Um, and, and it was really kind of that early period of building and building IT organizations. I'd love to hear kind of your thoughts of what, what kind of kept you up at night though during that period of time. What were kind of some of the big issues? And where do you think those issues are today? Uh, well, what kept me up and kept us, CIOs, up at, at night probably was um, system reliability and stability. The systems were still somewhat fragile at that point, and uh, uh, I can remember many midnight, after midnight calls, and, and you know, that we, we used to joke about it, we'll rebuild and rerun. So that was sort of the technical side of it. But I think from a CIO perspective, our main issue was getting a seat at the table. Uh, all too often, CIOs were not viewed as true executives, healthcare executives. Uh, such a view, I think, was due to several reasons. Other healthcare executives didn't yet comprehend the value of, of healthcare information. Uh, HIT systems were still in their infancy and evolving. And many CIOs had yet to develop uh, a business acumen that would enable them to actively contribute at the table in a meaningful way. Also at their, that time, there was considerable pressure concerning the economics of HITs, HIT. The emphasis was really on uh, cost expended rather than value received. Viewing HIT as an enabler of healthcare delivery was still yet to come. That, that really wasn't thought of. It was uh, very transactional based, if you will. Certainly over the last past 20 years, the position of CIO has become more established as a true healthcare executive. And it's also been found to be essential to the success of healthcare organizations. Uh, this elevation is due both to the expanded knowledge and capabilities of CIOs as individuals, but also realization by other healthcare executives as to the impact and value HIT can have on their organizations. Concerning regarding the economics of HIT, that still exists as an issue 28, 30 years later, but I think it pales in relation to today's cybersecurity concerns, a topic we really didn't worry and, and care that much about back in the old days. Yeah, I agree. Actually, cyber is actually something that's really kind of emerged significantly over the last 10 years. Even when I was a CIO for a decade or two there, it, it really wasn't one of the top issues. And, and you're great to point that out that, you know, all we worried about was passwords and a few other things. Now it's full out warfare and cybersecurity. So different time to say the least. You know, you you have an amazing past and present. Um, you know, considering your longevity in healthcare and healthcare IT, you've done a lot of different roles. You've seen a lot of things change uh, and really kind of the evolution, especially for the role of CIO and the challenges are there. What do you think the most significant changes have been and its leadership positioning in this new digital healthcare industry that really has kind of grown out of the last three decades of, of really foundational build? Well, Russ, I, I always use a metaphor of CIOs as painters. 
my view is that in the early days of CIOs, there was relatively uh, a relatively blank canvas with few systems painted on it, if you will. And obviously on a podcast, you can't see my air quotes around painted. <laughs> uh, what was on the canvas were largely administrative systems such as patient accounting. As CIOs added over time more clinical systems to the canvas, there was still substantial white space to do so. They didn't have to care too much about where they painted the system or worry about how to blend it with existing system via interfaces. So it was a, a little simpler process. Over the years, that canvas has become totally filled as more and more systems have been added. Now I think it's very changing, challenging for a CIO to paint in a new or, or another system. They need to blend it in carefully, find exactly the spot where it can fit in and how it will interface and blend in with the other systems on the canvas. To me, that makes the CIO jobs infinitely more difficult today than it was in the past. Also exciting, I think, is the expansion of the CIO role in general. CIOs are increasingly being sought to provide leadership in many new areas, things like patient engagement, innovation, and digital transformation. Uh, all this is prompting the, uh, a potential move away from the title of CIO to protect, uh, potentially CDOs, chief digital officers. Yeah, it's interesting. Uh, when I took this role just a, just a little less than 10 years ago, I think we had about two dozen, maybe 30 different titles in our database. Now we have over 100 different titles in our database that, that really all build on CIO and other equivalent roles, but it's, it's an interesting time to say the least. The roles continue to expand and grow. Well, for uh, us to that, to that point, I think we've, we've come to, to full circle. 30 years ago, think of all the different titles we had because CIO wasn't a, a, a totally universal term. We had directors of DP, we had directors of IS, we had managers of IS. So we went from a lot of titles down to a few, now we're expanding again. Well, one of the things that we're trying to do during these podcasts and celebrating so many great leaders like yourself is, is also picking some key attributes, words, uh, descriptions that describe not only what we hope Chime has tried to be over these 30 years, but also an attribute that really defines the person we're spending time with that week. And, and I think there's probably no better knowledge, kind of you're the one of the Obi-Wans that are out there, maybe even Yoda's in uh, knowledge and wisdom that's there. So I'd love to understand from you what the word knowledge means um, and why it's so important to you in our industry. Uh, one of the tenets of doctoral research is realizing that the research should not attempt to boil the ocean, as they say, but rather incrementally contribute to the related bo body of knowledge. Um, if I look at that from a chime perspective or uh, that lens um, in terms of Chime, at the most basic level, Chime uses its various programs, materials, uh, conferences to increase knowledge to its individual CIO members. Through it, initiatives such as the, the Chime forums, boot camps, and certification of healthcare CIOs, our CIO members constantly have their knowledge levels increased. Equally important, Chime enhances knowledge throughout healthcare information technology through its legislative and regulatory advocacy. 
Chime likewise fosters increased HIT vendor knowledge through its interactions with the Chime Foundation, an important aspect that, that Chime has had from the very beginning. And while not attempting to boil the ocean, Chime has certainly crossed the ocean as it strives to expand HIT knowledge internationally. Uh, finally, Chime even works to increase our social knowledge through its active promotion of social issues such as diversity and the opioid task force. Well, Bill, this next question really is, is, is in a way testament to you, but also a testament what you've served as others that are out there in the industry. And that's really this question of, of who you got to experience your role with. Who are the giants that you built your, you stood on their shoulders and those people that you just want to say that special thank you to. I kind of call this session of we should eulogize our heroes before they're gone. So who are those people you'd like to point out, maybe say thank you to uh, for being such a special part of your career? Well, Russ, as, as you were kind enough to give me a little bit advanced notice on what type of questions you might be asking me, uh, I found this probably the most difficult one that I had to answer. I've really been so fortunate to interact with such a wonderful collection of colleagues throughout my professional career that I hesitate to identify particularly individuals for fear of unintentionally leaving out others who have had some kind of profound impact on me professionally and personally. However, since you asked the question, I'll offer a few thoughts. John Glasser immediately comes to the top of mind. John's amazing intellect, uh, professional elegance, and personal sensitivity set a standard that I always aspired to achieve. His academic credentials likewise provided a goal that led me to get my own doctorate, which John was kind enough to be a sponsor for. Ward Kiever also had a great deal of influence on my professional approach. Ward is the ultimate pragmatist. He calls things exactly as he sees them. There's no fluff with Ward, just the essential <laughs> basics. He showed that you could effectively communicate a critical strategic idea using an overhead with a grease pencil rather than a fancy PowerPoint presentation. He was all about the content rather than the window dressing. Uh, professionally, th there are too many others to mention individually, yet it was the collective whole of these professionals who helped to shape me into the professional I became over those four decades and chime into the success that it is today. Um, and finally, I'd be remiss if I didn't acknowledge the impact my wife and family had on my career. Being a CIO is a demanding job that, despite our best efforts, often detracts from some of our family responsibilities. Absent her and their understanding and encouragement and support, it would have been impossible for me to accomplish what I have. Well, Bill, as I mentioned in your introduction and as you've woven in, you have truly been some of the, the bedrock, the foundation that we've built this, not just this organization, but the segment of our industry called Health IT. And you've really done an amazing job of being a friend and a mentor and, and contributing so much. Love to hear maybe some final wisdom from you on leadership or, or just some final thoughts you want to leave with the Chime membership. My compliments to, to you, Russ, and, and the Chime staff for what they continue to do to, to make Chime as successful as it, as it is, um, and, and to the, the various boards over the years. Uh, we may have started the ball rolling 30 years ago, but uh, 
there's been a lot of effort by some very talented individuals to, to keep that ball rolling over those decades. Um, I'd like to thank you and Chime for providing me this forum to express my thoughts on the success Chime has achieved the past 30 years, along with the small role that I've played in that. I also wanna thank my many Chime colleagues, some named here, most not, who have helped me serve in various professional roles throughout my career. And most of all, I wanna sincerely wish Chime continued success supporting and advancing HIT and the role of CIOs for another 30 years. Bill, thank you for being on the program today, but more importantly, thank you, thank you for being you, Bill. You have been a true hero to so many people for so many years. I love that you're still actively involved day to day and we get to see you at our events. Uh, and thank you for just being a, a real contributor to so many other people's success and to our industry. Thanks very much, Russ. I appreciate it. Hey, we'd also like to thank you, our listeners, for joining us for this episode of our special 30th anniversary series. As always, you can visit us on our website, chimecentral.org forward slash media or on Spotify for this and so many other great healthcare leaders programs. As we continue to work our way out of the pandemic, try to get our society and economy back to normal, please stay safe and God bless.